everybody, and welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. It's me, Jesse. Uh, happy Monday. I hope you have a great week. Um, today, I'm gonna I'm gonna self-deprecate for quite a while here. Um, today, I'm gonna be talking about taking your medicine and what that means. Um, I think that phrase, "take your medicine," does not talk about self-care. It's not like, "Hey, you should take your medicine when you need it." Now, this is this is kind of the phrase that says, well, it stinks, but you're just going to have to do it. Kind of goes back to that, like, phase of your life, like in childhood, where you had to take, like, cough syrup and you really hated it, but you had to do it anyways. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking that kind of medicine. Um, I've talked for a long time, uh, since, like, New Year's, basically, about running this Ragnar event in Michigan, the last weekend of September, uh, it's still on track to happen. It's about six, it's six weeks away, um, which is terrifying, um, for a lot of different reasons. For one, earlier last week, I was, I was ready to pull the plug and say we can't go, because it'll be, you know, we're, we're short a couple teammates, and it's just really not good. But our fortunes have changed. I, I figured out some rule loopholes type things that will allow us to continue to run anyways. And we've got some people that are interested that might help fill our empty spots. So we're still going to run. It's, I'm, it's still something I'm very excited about. Still really looking forward to. But I'm very anxious for myself personally. Because we are six weeks away and I have done practically no training. Um... Which is just reckless. It's just stupid. There's no excuse for it. Um, it's not like I didn't know how fast it was coming or that I wasn't aware of it. I mean, I'm the team captain. I'm organizing the thing. I've sent texts fairly regularly to my teammates. I send it at 26 weeks, which is seems like an odd number, but it's because it's like basically six months. It's half a year away. I sent one at 16 weeks. It's like, hey, this is like your normal 16-week training period. That's like a good place to go. And I've spent the past 20 weeks since that 26-week text, I've spent the past 10 weeks since the 16-week text, pretty much doing nothing. And so here I am, 42, less than 42 days away, and all of a sudden I've got to get my butt in shape to run quite a bit. Um, it's not fun. It's not going to be fun. It's going to stink. I ran twice in the past two days and it was not fun it was relaxing and it felt good afterwards but like i could be in a lot better shape right now i if i just listened to myself then it'd been fine i don't know why uh, there's no real excuse for it i've been really busy for the past several weeks we've been traveling a lot and there's been irregular irregularities in my schedule and in my life and I can use that as an excuse, but there's, there's really not one. Because I've known how far away it is at all times. And ultimately, the team's relying on me. Um, I've got a team of currently 10 people, hopefully 11, really hopefully 12. I've got a team of people that I've been asking to give up their time and their money to come run this event. And I'm and I want to say I hope they're working as hard as me, but 
truly, I hope that they're working harder than I have because I've not done much of anything. And I've got this group of people who are relying on me and I don't need to let them down. I need to be the team captain that is strong and ready and is fully prepared. And right now I'm not. So the next couple weeks are going to be rough. They're going to be difficult, but I'm going to have to take my medicine. I think that that is a part of human life. That's, that's part of being an adult. Part of, you know, in my particular case, part about being a man, being a leader is you got to take your medicine. You got to do the things that you don't want to do because ultimately those things are good for you. So the past couple days, like I mentioned, I ran twice in the past two days. And I'm taking a different approach to this because it's on such short notice. Usually I would focus on how far am I running? You know, if my longest leg for Ragnar is like 6.7 miles, I need to be able to run seven miles. Um, and I, ultimately, yeah, I'm going to have to force myself to get there one way or another. I'm going to have to get myself to seven miles within the next six weeks. But I'm, I'm focusing more about my effort level and how long I'm running, how, how much time I'm spending running. So I've got a Garmin watch, which is super helpful. It'll track my heart rate. And heart rate is a really excellent way to measure how much effort you're exerting. So ideally, I'm trying to keep my heart rate. Ideally, you try to keep your heart rate at about 20% of your max, which your max heart rate is something like 220 minus your age. So about 70% of that is about 140 for me. Um, I am not in any kind of shape to be running at 140. If I'm, if I'm keeping my heart rate there, I'm running a very, very slow mile. So I'm, I'm still trying to run, but once my heart rate gets too high, around the 185, 180 range, which is about 90% of my max, I slow down, I walk until I get it back down, and then I'll keep running again. I'm kind of doing this, you know, get the heart rate up. Once it gets too high, get it back down. I'm, I'm trying to keep it at that healthy level where it's, I'm going to be pushing it. I'm going to be uh, increasing my cardiovascular ability. Uh, so that is a really, that's going to be really helpful for the next couple of weeks is just controlling how much effort I'm exerting so that I'm actually making it better instead of just wearing myself out and then walking too much. Like I'm trying to increase my cardiovascular capacity. That's, that's kind of step one in this approach. Um, the next thing is just how much time do I spend running? I've spent a lot of time in my life being very focused on how far I ran, as if that's the real accomplishment. But right now, the goal is increase my longevity. How how long can I possibly go? How much time? I mean, and so with with this this specter of Ragnar looming over my head, I'm trying to focus on just be able to run and. In, and increase that amount of time before I get tired, before my heart rate spikes. So I'm just trying to increase that. That's my that's my benchmark. That's my goal. So I ran a 40-minute run the other day, which is not... I didn't care how far I ended up going, but I was going to run. I was going to work out for 40 minutes. The next day I did 30, which was probably overdoing it just a little bit. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be focusing on keeping my heart rate high 
high enough that I'm, I'm going to be building on that, but also focusing on running for longer and longer amounts of time before that heart rate spikes. So that's going to be my approach. Um, it's not going to be fun. Like I, I've set myself up for a pretty lousy next couple of weeks. But like I said, that's part of taking responsibility for your actions is, okay, well, I've wasted the past 20 weeks not preparing for this event, and I'm going to run the event anyways, so I'm just going to have to make it happen. I'm going to have to own it, suck it up, and run, even though it's not going to be fun, even though it's not going to be great. So that is that's what's going to happen. That's part of adulthood, I think. Uh, I'm what's known as a procrastinator. My wife knows this very well. I'm really bad about uh, putting things off that need to be done because in my mind, I'm like, they're not that important. Like, putting up my laundry. I'm really bad at it. Like, I don't even do the laundry most of the time. Like, my wife does it, which is, like, super kind of her to do that. And then I'll just let it sit folded in a laundry basket for a week and a half, two weeks, if left to my own devices. So... I need to be better at doing what I say I'm going to do. Now, there's a Latin phrase that I have written on a sticky note above my desk. Now, I'm not going to try. I, I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's probably wrong. It goes, fact, see, fasces, which just means do it if you say you're going to do it. So that's important. That's something I need to remind myself of, is that if I say I'm going to do something, I say I'm going to run Ragnar, I'm going to train for it, then you're going to have to do it. Uh, whether that's an ideal situation where you start many weeks ahead of time so you have the time to slowly build properly, or if that means I'm going to have to do a rush job on this and work really, really hard for a very short amount of time just to be able to survive it, you're going to have to do it because you said you were going to. And I'm not proud of it, but that's what I'm going to do. So that by the time the race comes and I finish, I'm like, well... I did it. I accomplished what I said I was going to accomplish, and that's good. But I need to learn from this experience. And I need to be able to grow and to say, well, you made it, but you could have made it easier on yourself. And you should have made it easier on yourself. And this is what you can learn from it. I think that's a super important part of life is being able to ask ourselves, how did this certain thing go? How did it work out for me? And what can I learn from it? Because there's so much that we can learn from pretty much any interaction or thing that we do in our lives. Uh, what can I learn from this? That's what I was thinking the other day on my run. I was like, well, this isn't fun. This hurts. And I have not a lot of time. So I can't just take a week off to recover. Like my, my Garmin watch at the end of every run will tell me how much recovery time it recommends that I take between the end of that workout to my next one and the other day it said 69 hours which is like just under three days well i don't have three days to give i don't have three days where i can just sit around and do not much of anything i have to i have to keep going and what can i learn from that well you can learn that you shouldn't procrastinate so much and that you should try you should do it the first time instead of 
waiting and procrastinating to the last minute and making it harder on yourself. That's what I can learn from this. And hopefully you can take this example and imagine the situation that I'm in and think, wow, I probably shouldn't do that. Jesse's an idiot. Jesse learned this the hard way. Maybe I can just listen to him and not do what he did. I would really like for you not to do what I did. I made a huge mistake. So that's been my headspace for the past couple days is just thinking about Ragnar a lot because there's a lot of work to do between now and then. A lot of things I got to figure out, a lot of things to juggle. It's going to be interesting. So I'll keep you guys up to date on that. I still plan on making a movie about it, about taking my camera and filming a bunch of stuff and then trying to come home and take said film and edit it together into somewhat of a comprehensive, understandable story about what Ragnar is and how it went. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I have an interest in making short films, and I think this is a perfect opportunity because there's going to be plenty of things to, to shoot video of. There's going to be plenty of stuff to shoot, and then it's going to be learning how to tell that story, how to how to encapsulate what that event is through the video that I capture. So I still plan on doing that. It should be a lot of fun. Um, I think that's all I have to say about taking your medicine. I, yeah, it's it's been a mess the past couple weeks. So we're going to go through our little closing segments, the ones that you got, the stuff I know you really care about, my closing segments. Um, the best movie I watched this week was, I'm not even sure what it was. It has been somewhat of a rough week for, uh, for the movie watching side of me. I did not have, I did, I did not watch much and that's part of it, but there wasn't much that I did end up watching, but also what I did watch really wasn't all that great. Um, I'd probably say the best movie I watched, the best movie I watched completely actually was Raging Bull. That's, I was wrong. I was still waiting for my, uh, my letterbox to open to remind me what I watched this week. Um, it would definitely be Raging Bull. Raging Bull was actually very good. It's a 1980 Martin Scorsese movie. Um. I could live without the language in it, that's for sure. But the story is really interesting. It's about real-life boxer Jake LaMotta. Uh, the man's life was a mess. But I think what really makes that film worth watching is the cinematography. Because it's shot... It's meant to look like it was shot during the time period which it takes place, which is like the 1940s. So even though the movie was made in 1980, it looks really old. And it's shot in black and white. And cinematically, it is gorgeous. It's really, really pretty. Um, it stars Robert De Niro. It's really good. It's got this really great dolly zoom in it. It's fantastic. Which is an effect that... It's where you are either zooming in or out, but then pushing the camera either closer to or farther away from the subject. So... Whenever a camera is set at a wider angle, things that are 
closer look farther away. And so if you zoom out on a camera while pushing in closer towards the subject, it kind of warps everything in the background. And so in this movie, there's a really great dolly zoom where they do that, and it makes the ring look really, really big, kind of like showing that the fight is lost. Even though he's still standing there, it's it, it's meant to look scary and daunting. It's really, really fantastic. So that's the best movie I watched this past week. Um, for the next 38 episodes, which I know sounds like a lot, which means I have to do 38 straight episodes week in and week out, but I have a great thing to talk about every week. Um, Friday, August 13th, was the kickoff of the 2021-2022 Premier League season. And if you recall, I prefer soccer to most professional sports particularly the Premier League. Uh, and my team, Watford FC, have been promoted. They, they started their Premier League season on Saturday. And I am not stealing this whole thing from John Green, you know, like the news from AFC Wimbledon. But I'm excited to talk about it because I recently purchased Peacock, which is the uh, NBC streaming service, and you can watch every Premier League game. And so I woke up on Saturday morning, bright and early, to, to catch the the 9 a.m. kickoff. And I'm telling you, I was so excited and happy to watch that game. It was so, so entertaining. A lot of American, a lot of Americans just in general, think soccer is a very boring sport, which doesn't make any sense to me because they'll sit down for four hours and watch a single football game which is objectively slower and less entertaining. Like, I don't understand. I, I, I don't have a patience to watch football games. Soccer, I could watch it all day. Um, and Watford, in particular, play a really exciting brand of soccer. I mean, they play a really high-speed, energetic, counter-attacking football. I'm going to keep calling it football because it's just easier. That's the way it's talked about anytime you listen you know, like sports radio about the Premier League. It was called football, so I'm going to call it football. Deal with it. Um, they play a really exciting brand of football. So anytime their opponent turns the ball over, I mean, they are running. They're a very fast team, and and they play a really exciting brand of football. So they, they started their season Saturday in a match against Aston Villa, which is important for two reasons. Uh, first of all, Aston Villa finished 11th in the Premier League last season, putting them at a a strong mid-table team. So they're not they're not one of the best teams, but they're definitely not at a risk of last season. They weren't at a risk of going down. Now, two years ago, last time Watford was in the Premier League, Watford's loss sent them to relegation, while only one point ahead of them were Aston Villa. So this is kind of like a hey, we're back and we're not. Yeah, this, this game was important to Watford, and uh, they really made the most of it. I was very anxious prior to the game looking at the starting lineup. It was a lot of players that I had not seen before. It was a lot of new uh, trade deadline acquisitions. So I was like, I don't, I don't know what to think about this team. But very quickly, I learned that I'm very excited about this team. Um, in the 10th minute, brand new hire, brand new signing, Emmanuel Dennis scores. I mean, I, I was ecstatic. I mean, 10 minutes in, that is very quick. I was I was thrilled when that happened. 
uh, in the 42nd minute. Ismail Lassar, an established Watford veteran, ends up doubling that lead. 2-0 at halftime. Fantastic. I, I was so excited, so thrilled. Um, halftime, coming back in into the 62nd minute or so. Let me check. I should have just had it pulled up anyways. I'm being lazy here. Um, in the 67th minute, I, I'm, I apologize. Uh, again, a new face to the club. Juan Hernandez scores an absolute firecracker of a goal. Uh, and this is probably the neatest story of the day. Um, Juan Hernandez has been with Watford for the past four years, but has never made the top squad. So he's played with like the U23. Like he's, he's not played for the, the top squad. And so it's taken him four years to make it. He finally makes it. He comes in as a substitution and like 43 seconds into him being on the pitch on his first, his first possession of the ball takes this absolute, I mean, absolute rocket from the corner of the box goes off the inside of the far post and goal three nil. I was trying to contain myself. Um, I'd have been jumping up and down and yelling, but my wife was asleep. She had worked the night before, so I was not going to wake her up. But man, it was a fantastic goal. 3-0. I couldn't believe the start to the season. Uh, very quickly, though, in the seventh minute, three minutes later, Aston Villa come back. They scored, bring it 3-1. That's okay. 3-1. Still got a two-goal lead. Just got to hold it for another 20 minutes. We'll be fine. Um, we get to the end of regulation. They put seven minutes on the clock as far as extra time goes. And in the 95th minute, 95th minute, Adam Messina, one of our one of our midfielders, just delivers this really unnecessary and sloppy foul in the penalty area, sending Aston Villa to the penalty spot. You know, they, they score from the penalty. It's now 3-2 with about a minute and a half to go, which is not long in soccer standards, but it's long enough to be dangerous. Watford get the ball back, they turn it over. And Aston Villa get shot at. I mean, they get they get the ball into the penalty area. They put on they put out a shot, but fortunately, new goalkeeper Daniel Bachman makes a stop, holds the ball, time runs out. Watford end up with the win. Uh, very exciting, great start to the season, getting a win. Uh, Watford being one of the smaller clubs in the Premier League, they need all the points they can get. So just to recap for you guys, how the Premier League works. It's not necessarily about your win-losses, it's about your points. So in each match, if you get a win, your team gets three points, a draw is one, a loss is zero. And if, at the end of the season, the three teams with the lowest point totals go down. They don't get to stay in the Premier League. So Watford need as many points as they can. Getting three points out of the first match, super exciting, super promising. I mean, Aston Villa is a solid squad, and, and, and getting a win to start with is... Very, very exciting. Uh, I was also a little bit discouraged and a little scared. Uh, Aston Villa's first goal, I mean, that was a good shot. It was a good goal. It's really not much I could complain about there. But the lazy defending and the, the lazy late foul in the game, that frustrates me. There, there's no reason for that. That is a discipline issue. Um Aston Villa, like I said, is a good squad. They finished 11th last season, but if if we want to stay up, 
and we want to to stay competitive against some of the even bigger and better squads. We cannot be lazy and sloppy. So I'll take the win. It was really exciting to see Watford get out and just run down people's throats. We scored three goals. I mean, that's fantastic. Only Manchester United scored more goals. I mean, they won 5-1. That's insane. But three goals on the opening day is great. Coming out with a win is great. But we'll see. Next match is against Brighton, Hove, and Albion on Saturday. I'll be at a wedding that day. So I won't get to watch it live. I'll get to watch the re the, the rerun later. That'll be fine. I'll get to watch it. It's all that matters. So that was the first of the 38 uh, Watford match recaps that you're going to have to end up hearing. Um, why 38? I'll explain that. Um, the way the Premier League season works is there are 20 teams in the Premier League, and it is a double round-robin season, which means you play every team twice, once at home, once on the road. I think that's a perfect way to play. I, I think that's a perfect way for a, a league to operate. I don't think any of the American sports do that. They're so um, in their own heads about divisions and it doesn't make any sense to me. I think if you really want to get a real a real feeling of which teams are truly the best, you should have them all play each other. Uh, in the NBA, all teams don't play each other. Um, Major League Baseball, still, I don't think every team plays each other. It definitely doesn't happen in the NHL. They play like teams in their own division. They play like the same five teams all season, which makes no sense to me. And then there's American football. It's like a 32-team league, and they play 16 games. You're not not even playing half of the teams. So the fact that you will play each team twice really, I think, gives you the perfect gauge of how each team truly performs. The three worst teams are going to play the worst because they played every team twice. Like, it just, it makes sense, and it's perfect. So... Watford are sitting at a place where they haven't sat in a long time and a place where they probably won't sit for the rest of the season. They are currently seated seventh in the Premier League table. And that is because, uh, well, let's see. Ten teams ended up winning. So there's that. And then I think besides that, it goes to goal differential, which Watford only go up one. So, I mean, either way, seventh on the table is great. I think that's as high as we're going to hit all season. I'd be pleasantly surprised to see them go higher. I'd be down for that, but ideally, let's keep it out of 18th, 19th, and 20th. That'd be great. So, go Watford. Come on, you orns. Um, that's all I got. That's what I got this week. Uh, just a lot of self-deprecating about, hey, stupid, you should work harder than you do. I think that's fair. And then, giving you the best movie I watched this week, and Getting very excited to talk about uh, my favorite uh, sports team of all, Watford FC. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I've got I've got some excited th- exciting things cooking for the future. Some, some episodes with some fun guests I'm excited to uh, record and post for you guys. So we'll be, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully you are too. Um, That's it.
If you love the show, share it with someone you love. If you hate it, share it with someone you hate. And until next week, do it if you say you're going to do it.